Go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson runs to the line. He's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's going to be a try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window will get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters Home Rugby League. Welcome back to another episode of League Castle. I am, of course, your host, Chris McPherson, and we've got a uh, slightly streamlined episode ahead of us this week. A few technical challenges have meant we're going to be out a little bit later than usual, but we are here with your wraps for the Newcastle Rugby League and the Newcastle and Hunter Rugby League. Unfortunately, no stats man this week or NRL breakdown, but we will be back with those uh, in the weeks to come. So... Uh, as I said, a streamlined episode uh, looking ahead to the next round of the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League. We're focusing on the B-grade competition this week and are fortunate enough to be joined by Matt Garrick from the Windale Eagles and also looking at our weekly breakdown of the President's Cup and uh, touching on the rep victory for the Newcastle Rebels. Uh, and again, fortunate to be joined by Liam Higgins, the number nine from one of the top sides so far in 2021, the Macquarie Scorpions. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy. All right, it's time to pull apart the Newcastle Rugby League, the Denton Engineering Cup, and I'm fortunate enough to be joined today by Macquarie Scorpions, number nine, Liam Higgins. Higo, thanks for coming on the show, mate. No, not a problem, mate. Happy to be here. Uh, mate, uh, we've been fortunate enough to have a few Macquarie uh, alumni on this year. You are uh, third along the chain after the illustrious Steve Kidd and Kerrit Holland. Some big shoes to fill, mate. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised you'd hear Kitty, actually. He's uh, hard to hear of at times. But no, nah, listen to Kez. He's a knowledgeable bloke. So um, it'll be hard to follow. But no, nah, I'll try my best. Lovely, mate. Uh, and how are things looking, mate? Uh, obviously, a, go- a good start to the year. A bit of a, bit of a blip the week before uh, we went into the, the buy round with the rep stuff. But uh, still sitting pretty well. Yeah, we are. It's, um, it was a very good start until obviously we had a bit of a hiccup against Central, but they're obviously going to be a top three side. We definitely had opportunities there to ice the game, and I reckon later in the year, you know, when then opportunities arise, we'll, we'll definitely be there to take them and um, hopefully get the W. But yeah, no, mate, it's, it's good vibes out there. Kitty's obviously a great bloke and a good coach, so he brings good vibes. And you know, the new recruits and stuff we've brought in have um, fitted. Yeah, straight in, and you know the boys, the regulars there. They've um, yeah, they're all doing what they do every year out at Macquarie. So no, nah, mate, good start of the year, but definitely not where we want to be. Have uh, plenty of things to work of and uh, work on, and hopefully it starts this week against uh, the big dogs, Mayland. Yeah, you certainly wouldn't want to be quite peaking yet, that's for sure. But um, good to see you are in some pretty good stride. And, and a bit of a mention, mate, you talked about some of those, obviously, the new signings. But uh, we've got our stats man. He's having a week off this week, but uh, he's got his 3 2 1 he does every week based on all the stats and things that he pulls. And uh, he's got Roycey Jeffrey up, up on top of his leaderboard on eight points, mate. Uh, the big unit out in the centres is um, he's a bit, a bit to handle for some of the other sides. Oh, yeah. Well, Royce has been playing first grade for donkey's years. So um, every single time we're coming up against him, even when I used to play against him, he was one of the blokes. He's still like, oh, no, you got Royce Jeffrey out there. So, um, but the maturity now, you know, that he shows the young blokes and the leader he's become, he's, you know, he's a vital part to our side. And like I said, I'd hate to be marking up against him every week. And it's no surprise that he's leading the stats. And um, yeah, he's giving me brother a rap all the time. It's certainly funny to give me a couple of raps either. 
<laughs> mate, you obviously need to get a few more stats stats under the belt. But, uh, mate, I just, I'm just i waiting for Royce to repeat his efforts from uh, round one last year when he was starring in the A-grade competition when he scored seven tries in a game. So I'm sure you wouldn't mind that this weekend against Maitland. That'd be quite nice. I think that's all he's scored this year, hasn't he? So we're waiting for that outburst. <laughs> I think he's on top, isn't he? Or coming second or third? No, I think he's third, third overall. I think uh, one of the blokes from Maitland um, has got the lead, maybe Perry LeBrock. Oh, and Woody's, then, got, and oh, Woody's w- got number one, doesn't he? Yeah, I was going to say the bachelor. The bachelor's at the. Uh, he's uh, in, in second now, I think, after last round. So the two of them might have to pull their fingers out a little bit. Uh, Woody's that long. He still isn't from anywhere. <laughs> Uh, mate, I'm sure. I'm sure he's got. Uh, has he got a personal photographer that snaps him as he goes over as well for the Instagram stories and stuff, Woodbury? Or I think he's got someone at the ocean bars at six a.m. every single morning, sitting there <laughs> waiting for him to come down the stairs. But then again, if you had a rig like that, you probably can't blame him. So, oh, mate, if, if, yeah, if, 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 if I think I think there'd be a few of us that'd be even more intolerable if we looked half like that. So, and I'm certainly one of them. I wouldn't wear a shirt. No, exactly. Correct. Body paint for a jersey. That's it. But, uh, mate, let, let's get into it. Um, obviously, we'll quickly touch on, mate, a really good result for the Rebels on the weekend. They absolutely took apart uh, Illawarra down there, so it's a great start for those boys involved in the rep campaign. Yeah, definitely. It's always good to see the Newey boys go down there and um, obviously towel up the other comps. It's sort of stampy, uh, I guess, the authority that, hey, we're, we're, you know, we're the best comp in New South Wales. So, um, no, I watched the game. Um, the middles are outstanding. AJ's just... Um, yeah, he's going to another level again. I've been lucky enough to play a bit of footy with AJ and against him, and it's good to see him firing. Um, but now all across the park, mate, they were just on another level. So, no, good to see uh, they represent Newcastle and you know, obviously getting the win. 100%, mate, and hopefully they can back that up with another one in a few weeks' time against Canberra. But, uh, mate, let's get, get into what we're here to talk about, and that's the uh, Denton Engineering Cup. It is uh, heating up. We're getting to the... I think this round represents the midpoint of the season, so you'll have seen everyone... Actually, no, it'll be next round because um, they've added in a blank round. That's what's thrown me there. So it's a 19-round competition according to the draw. So this will be the eighth week. So you've played almost everyone by the time you get through this week. And we'll get to your game last, mate. It is an absolute bumper clash, but there's some really good clashes across the weekend. And we might start with the early game on Saturday, mate. And it's Cessnock taking on the entrance. Cessnock have probably uh, probably slowed a yard since they lost the Burns brothers a couple of weeks ago. But that man you talked about just before, AJ Davis and then Tyrone Roberts-Davis have both been really strong for them throughout the year, and AJ just seems to be getting better each week. So he's going to have um, a fair bearing on the game, as will the man in the six on the other side, Will Pearsall. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, obviously a big loss for Cessnock, but they've definitely got the cattle there in form and like to come in and um, fill the shoes. Uh, you know, they, they've probably got the most depth they've got in, had in years. Hence, their results are still being good. So, yeah, they'll adjust to losing them two boys, and it showed. Um, and, yeah, Will Pearsall, I think um, played with or was in school with Will at Manly. So, obviously, no, he's always been a good young player. That'll be a good battle between them two, actually. Um, very hard game to pick, actually. Um, it's would be a flip of the coin. It'll be a good game to watch, actually. Yeah, it certainly will be. A nice one. It's a little bit early, too, but it being a standalone game, 2 o'clock on Saturday up there at Baddeley Park. So, yeah, it'll certainly uh, be worth the price of admission. And it's fourth versus fifth, so there's plenty on the line because obviously a win there will uh, establish you quite well, whereas a loss could put you on the outside of the top five, uh, especially with our next game to look at, mate, which is uh, it's, it's a four o'clock one down at Murray Breen Oval and it's the only side without a win, Wes. It's not often you say that at this point of the season, taking on Wyong. Ah, Wyong have been hot and cold, mate, uh, but on their day, they're absolutely, they can absolutely be on with the experience of the likes of Stromquist. Uh, obviously, Mitchie Williams and Terence C.U.C., who's who's turned back the clock and found some really good form this year uh, in the six jersey as well. 
Yeah, Terence is um, yeah, he's killing it. He's uh, he's having a great year. And Mitch Williams, he's definitely the if, if he's on, they are very very difficult to beat. And I think when you think that, uh, when you look at the stats back from Bar TV and you know, the highlights and everything, he's nearly got a party in every try. So you can shut him down and go a long way of winning. But yeah, you know, then again, you've got to try and shut him down. That's the hard point. Um, West. When we played West, that was a hard game against West. I I don't think like where they're sitting on the ladder doesn't indicate what they are like as a team. Um, now they've had a few injuries, but all the results they're only just getting beat against all the top teams and stuff. So don't be surprised if they could come out and actually um, yeah, uh, yeah, give it along and uh, do a job on them. But again, a bit of a difficult one. You're probably more be leaning to Wyong, but like I said, mate, West West can still throw some danger at you. Yeah, and certainly West welcoming back in a number of uh, strong names. Fraser Price, who was really good for Maitland a couple of years ago and has returned down to West. Max Padiris in this week, and of course, Ryan Walker, who's a massive in. So, yeah, those three yeah. back in. I've got a question, uh, Mitch Williams, and what he's doing. He's got a young bloke, Zane Rickard, who's been in and out of the side on the wing. He scored, played two games and scored five tries, and he's, he's pushed him out again for Aiden Wright. So, uh, it's hard, hard um, marking down there at Wyong, mate. Yeah, definitely. Well, they've always been up the top for years so um, I guess that's up to Mitchy. He, he's got more of an insight of what's going on there at Wyong and stuff but yeah they're of high standard so I guess you've got to be on week in week out to make sure you're in that top 17 and, and I, I missed this with when we talked about the entrance before but uh, no Josh Manalato for them he announced his retirement uh, only about a week ago obviously uh, I'm, I'm guessing some injury there we haven't had some insight on that from them but uh, looks like he's uh, pulled the pin so that'll be a big loss for the Tigers a former Wyong Roo as well Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, he can kick a goal from anywhere, too. I think, yeah, especially when we played in round one, he's goal-kicking pretty much one of the games. So he'll be a massive loss there. I didn't know that, actually. So um, there you go. But, yeah, he'll be a huge loss in regards to his experience and, obviously, yeah, um, just goal-kicking other stuff he can do over the park. Yeah, 100% a guy who's played you know, a handful of NRL games, triple figures, I think, in English Super League games, as well as... It feels like he's been around in the Newcastle Rugby League for Wyong up until this year for forever and a day around those games as well. So, um, yeah, a, a pretty solid career. So, uh, great uh, hats off to Josh for what he's done and uh, hopefully he can still stay around and involved in the game, mate. Uh, and also on Saturday, mate, we've got uh, Curry hosting South at 7th versus 8th. Both sides probably a little bit uh, underperforming on what they've expected for the season so far, but uh, it'll certainly be a cracker up there at the graveyard. Yeah, we're... Definitely will be. Um, both probably probably need a win. Um, probably because uh, it, it's a curry. I'm probably more favouring. Um, obviously, curry is very hard to win there on any day. Um, is Callo Callo's playing? No. So I was just I was just about to say we've got Ben Wyborn and Steve Gordon both coming in, which is big ins. But uh, Henry Penn, Mitch Cullen, and Tom McKenzie all out. So some pretty big outs for them. Nathan Ross named to play in the six. Yeah, right. Rocky in the six. I don't mind about the clock. Yeah. Um, I, I, w- I will yeah, note Cullen, that Curry have only named 16 players at this point, though, so we, we might have some late inclusions. Yeah, right. Yeah. Carlo's obviously a big out. He's, yeah, he's a, obviously their leader, and he's just such a hard player. Um, I still probably favour them. I'm very interested to see how Rocky will go at six. I he goes good old. Might even know. When's it on? Is that on Saturday? I'll probably be playing, won't it? It is Saturday, same time as yours, 3 o'clock, unfortunately. Uh, damn, all right. I might watch the highlights. I'm sure he'll have plenty. <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting to see. We've seen Curry a few times this year where they've sort of reshuffled their lineup, and you know they've got Ross and Padberg named in the halves, Randall at nine. So 
it may be a little yeah. bit different to that, uh, how they actually take the, the paddock in the end. But either way, there's plenty of talent in both sides. Harry Van Dartle at one versus Cade Hardy will be an interesting battle as well, the the two fullbacks there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, Van Dartle, he's, he's, um, he's a very good player. He's hard to tackle as well for his size. Yeah, Cade as well, he's good out the back for Curry and has a good voice out there. So, yeah, mate, again, like I said, it'll be a tough one. Um, but I'm leaning towards Curry at Curry. Um, I just think it's hard to win out there and, yeah, even though Callow's not on the field, he's obviously the coach. His voice will still definitely be heard in the sheds, and I'm sure they'll be willing to rip in for him. We'll move on to Sunday, and uh, this one will be an interesting one. It is the ladder-leading Butcher Boys up against Lakes, who will be buoyed by the fact they got their first win in the last round. But you'd have to think, at St John Oval, the form they're in at the moment, I mean, this is always a local derby, and both sides will step up, but you'd have to think Central would go in fairly warm favourites here. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, they're they're a tough team, Central. Well, well, we've played Lakes and then um, obviously Central, so I've got good knowledge. Lake, Lakes, yeah, like I said, Lakes. Um, we, we definitely went there knowing that they're going to throw it. I don't think they did. Like they won't go down without a fight. Um, especially, I guess with them, depending on who they get back. I know the Knights aren't playing this week, so in cups, so it'll be interesting to see if they get a few of them troops back or not. Or, but yeah, mate, Central, Walsh, Pythian. Uh, you name it, you can name a heap of cattle across the park. They're a very good side. Uh, they're very well drilled and their middles just roll forward all day. So I think I'll be able to, yeah, Lakes have given their all, but I just can't see them getting past Central. Yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to the battle of the two forward packs here. It looks like, based on what's been named, we've got Sean Boss, Jake O'Mealy, Nick Lohey, who brings a bit of experience, Joel Edwards as well, all for Lakes, throw up against Junior Akika, Warden, Ethan Cook, Randall Briggs, who's been an absolute another level this year. And then, you know, obviously big Witty Baker coming off the bench as well. So, um, look, if, if Lakes hit the ground running and get a good start, the Battle of Ford Packs could uh, well and truly be worth the price admission up at St John Oval. Oh, definitely. And I think Joel Edwards, it's no surprise that the last two weeks, obviously you know, Lakes gave us a bit of a scare and you know, they played quite well, actually. And obviously then they beat Lakes. And I don't think it's a coincidence that you know, Joel Edwards comes into the side and just gives you that little bit of experience and guidance out there. That, yeah, and that presence obviously then helps you know, your younger players in the team. So um, there's no doubt he's had an influence in their last two weeks. And like I said, they'll, they'll be they'll be up for the fight. Don't get you worried. Don't get me worried. But when you've got a team with Walshy and all that in it, it's very hard to beat. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then the final one, mate, uh, Saturday afternoon up at Maitland Sports Ground. It's uh, it's a nice uh, venue to go and visit, but it's uh, not uh, when you're having to take the field against a red-hot Maitland Pickers side. Uh, it is your Scorpions travelling up there, and it's certainly going to be a cracker, mate. Uh, we know who you're going to be tipping, but what's the keys, do you think, to this uh, Maitland side? And, and just before we get into that, we do see that they welcome back in Elijah Rasiga, Matt Sopalola, and, and Sen Kane this week. So some good ins for them. Oh, yeah, where do you start? Um, their middles, Butterfield and Taylor, just rolling up the guts. And then you've got Anderson as well. Uh, if you can shut their middle down, you you, know, you get, go a fair way. But then you go, you've got O'Donnell land in the halves as well. So, um, mate, we're all looking forward to this game, actually. I think everyone earmarks now um, playing Maitland. I actually don't mind going and playing at Maitland. They've got very good facilities. So it's sort of uh, it's actually refreshing to go in there and having your own little box to fit in with the and shed and all that sort of stuff. So it's actually good. But no, we're, mate, hopefully the weather's good and, you know, give it a fast, good game. But we're really looking forward to this one, mate. Another top of the table sort of clash for us. And they're the reasons you're playing this comp. So, yeah, mate, as I said, looking forward to it on Saturday. It should be a good one. Yeah, it should be an absolute cracker, mate. Uh, the forecast at this stage is uh, 
21 with a little bit of sunshine. So mate, that, uh, that'll be some that'll perfect do, perfect rugby league weather. I'm personally, and, and not just because you're on the phone, mate, I, I think the battle of the number nines here on Saturday afternoon might be an absolute cracker, mate. I know you'll have your work cut out for you with uh, Langers in the nine, both wearing the C as well. So uh, le- leading from the ruck there, mate. Um, he's got a bit of toe and uh, certainly will keep your uh, middles honest. Oh, definitely. And that's what I mean. If they're, I probably didn't touch on um, Langridge, uh, what I was getting at. Yeah, they're forwards, obviously, um, rolling forward. He, he's that quick. If he gets out off the back here, then obviously he's hard to stop. But no, I like these sort of challenges, mate, where you come up against the, obviously the best uh, or better nines in the in the comp. So, again, a, a personal challenge I look forward to every week is, um, like I said, coming against guys like him and Mitchie Wooms and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, mate, if we don't shut their middle down, then he's going to have a field day. So that's a big, big, um, yeah, obviously task for us this weekend. But we're looking forward to it. Uh, it, it should be a good should uh, should be a good battle. Yeah, excellent, mate. Well, um, we hope that there's a bumper crowd, plenty of green and gold in the stands there at Maitland because we know that their fans oh, can be a little bit parochial up there, the Maitland uh, pickers. So. It'll be an absolute cracker for anyone that can drag themselves out on Saturday, especially up this way. And uh, Or if you're a, a Scorps fan, just trek up the M1 and, and make it up to Maitland's because it'll be well worth the price of mission. But uh, all the best with it, mate. Uh, hopefully we'll get out and uh, catch up with you boys in the not-too-distant future. I know when I spoke to Kerrit on the on the pod a few weeks ago, we did talk about getting out there, and he said that uh, he, Joe Woodbury would certainly be uh, the man to give a microphone, microphone to to get around. And uh, as long as we didn't give it to Kitty, we'd be all right, which we all know why that is. Yeah, I think what you prefer to be in front of the camera, but so you might, um, you probably just, no, he, he, like I said, no, Woody would enjoy any spotlight for Woody. I'm sure he'd love it. Yeah, lovely, mate. Well, all the best of luck for this weekend. Hopefully we can catch up with you uh, again, as I said, in a few weeks and uh, a few more Ws on the board for the Scorps. It's great to see you guys doing well out there. That sounds good, mate. Thanks for having me. All right, it's that time of the podcast where we dig into the Newcastle and Hunter Community Rugby League. And this week, we're having a look at the B-grade competition. Uh, and we are lucky enough to be joined by uh, Windale Eagles stalwart, Matty Garrick. Matty, uh, welcome back to the podcast, mate. Good to be back, mate. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a chat about footy. So, yeah, good to be on, mate. It certainly has, mate. Um, I was chatting to one of your other boys and we were just chatting about him just before Heath Donahue, who... Tells me that uh, he's going to be part of the pod later in the year once he's a bit more recovered from his injury. Uh, might even uh, see if we can sneak down to a Windale session and, and give him a microphone with the camera, mate, and see what sort of gems he can dig up. But, uh, mate, the Eagles back after a year off. How's it all tracking? Uh, yeah, mate. Uh, had the year off. So we got most of the boys back from that uh, season before when we played A grade. I think only one player from that year actually played last year, which was Josh Brett, played at late other than that all the boys had the year off and um so slowly getting back into it mate but we've got a got a good squad and big squad and i think we'll uh i think we'll be there at the end of the year mate so yeah look, looking looking good so far mate you're sitting sitting in that fifth spot you've had some um i guess well, challenges with just getting as you said everyone gelling again uh two yep. wins from your five games but uh still well within striking distance there's some good sides above you and uh look there's eight good sides in that competition it's a red hot comp this year so you have to be on but uh you're right on the spot you need to be to to play finals in another 10 or 11 weeks time yeah it looks like it's going to be really tight tight competition uh the b grade comp um anyone could beat anyone um every game we've played so far i think we've been within two points at half time and then 
we've sort of fell away in the second half. I think we, we're just not there with fitness at the moment. But, um, yeah, we'll build on that. And we've got a big squad, so we've had to, you know, we're rotating five, six blokes every week to get everyone a game. I think we've got 30 blokes there. So, um, yeah, I think back half of the season, mate, we'll be really strong once we get some combinations going and um, everyone firing again. And, uh, mate, uh, you're obviously in some good form yourself. Got across the stripe for a double last round in that narrow win at home over Budgeoy. Yeah, mate, that was... Uh, I only played about 15 minutes, come off the bench, and, uh, yeah, two tries. I got I got the easy easy part in the game when we were, uh, we were rolling. And, uh, we probably only played 20 minutes of good footy in that game, and it was the last 10 minutes of each half. So I think we were 12 down with about eight minutes to go, and we scored three tries. So we were uh, very lucky to get away with that one. Yeah, certainly. Budger, we have had a couple of little fades back in the back end of a couple of games, and a few people have said that look, they're not that far away. Yeah, they might be sitting yep. down the bottom at the moment, but they'll they'll get a few sides as they they gel, and they've lost a few key players from their C grade yeah. winning side last year. Uh, that's the first time I've ever played against Budgie actually. So I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, I don't think Window as a club's played Budgie so yeah, it's, it's always different when you come off an opposition that you haven't played against, especially when. You know, I've been playing lower hunter for so long, but um, yeah, it was a good, tough game of footy. It was one of those games we probably felt like we should have um, been in control of, but we, um, yeah, you know, it was an even game of footy, and we luckily we got the jockeys in the end. If we uh, didn't get that one, then, yeah, we are uh, sitting on the bottom of the ladder with four away games ahead of us, so it was very important to get those two points. It certainly is, mate, and uh, obviously they're, they're quite a, a physical side. Your side uh, probably not recognised uh, the, the two blokes in the eight and the ten, not the biggest bodies uh, going around. Probably could rate themselves as two of the prettiest front rowers, though. Yeah, well, we've, um, we've probably only got one out-and-out out front rower in the side, and that's big Zach Snowden. And, um, he only played his first game of the year on the weekend. He came off the bench, so getting him back was handy. And, um, yeah, most of the blokes are more back rowers, so we're pretty mobile side. Um, yeah, we've got to use that to our advantage going forward. I think. Yeah, certainly. Um, and oh, mate, there's there's a few things with some of the the minor rule changes that are coming this year that that won't hurt that cause. Things like you know the ball going into touch being a, a changeover, whereas traditionally you know especially in the back end of you know B grade and down, a lot of teams if they could get the upper hand to just roll that ball into touch, take their time, get into the scrum and really slow yeah. it down. Whereas I suppose you guys can up tempo it and, and try and utilise that to your advantage, as you say. Yeah, well, I found on the week, with no timeouts, as you know, that's just come into the uh, uh, budgie. It must have been the slowest game in history on the weekend. Budgie, we were just, <laughs> they were just slowing everything down to the max and there's nothing that could really be done about it. But that might be a bit frustrating at times, but, you know, you get used to that, I suppose. It certainly can be a little bit frustrating, although I, I did find the positive side of it when uh, uh, refereeing a game at fr- Friday night a week ago at uh, Gumbaya Oval, meaning that you don't get out of there at 10.30 when every second bloke's got cramps <laughs> in the second half and you've got time yeah. out stretching out. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how teams utilise that, mate. But uh, let- let's have a bit of a run through. We'll-, we'll run through last week's result and then we'll have a look at the full ladder. Uh, mate, yep. uh, your near neighbours, Dudley, they hosted university and went down 18-12 in a nice close one. Uh, as we said, your game, 28-26 over Budgeoy. Abaglassen knocked off Swansea. Swansea's first loss of the year, I think, 24-22. And Shortland, yep. they've been a real surprise packet, mate. Uh, I know you guys had a clash from in the trials, and uh, I think at that stage they had you guys penciled in for A slash B and them for C grade, and mm. they started in C, and they've been quickly promoted. And 48-12 winners over Glendale. So 
Yeah. Um, they're, they're certainly looking strong. It's, it seemed that Swansea was going to be the pace setters, but Aberglassen getting a win there as well. So, as we said, it's um, yep. it's a pretty tight comp. Yeah, well, I mean, we played Aberglass in the first round, but they, I think they turned up with 14, 15 blokes. So, um, you couldn't really judge anything off that. And um, I hear that they get a lot of players every second week with work, with work commitments. So, um, yeah, they could throw up anything. And, um, well, Shortland, yeah, we played them in a trial and it was pretty close. Um, yeah, like they, they obviously deserve to be where in, in our grade. So, like uh, everyone's beating everyone, it seems at the moment. There's no one that's um, sort of streaking away or winning convincingly. So it makes for a really good competition. Sure does, and, and another one that's sort of in that boat of Aberglass and Glendale. Uh, they're, they're battling away a little bit at the moment. They've only got the two wins to their name, but they've they've been some some fairly convincing results when they have won. They seem to be that sort of hot and cold week on week off. Yep. So um, I guess you're you're hoping that it'll be week off again this week because they are the side that you clash with in round six. Uh, and, it, yeah, and it will well, be a key game, mate. You guys sitting fifth and sixth. Obviously, the winner will stay right in the race with those top four sides, and the loser might find themselves with a bit of work to do as we sort of hit the third of the way through the competition. Yeah, definitely um, important two points to pick up. Both teams to be um, keen, ready to go. I, I spoke to Tungy from um, Shortland. Um, they played Glendale last week and said they had a really big pack. So uh, that's something we'll, we'll touch on at training and, you know, uh, try and use our mobility around them, and and yeah, we at home. Everyone, you know, lower hunter football is like everyone grows an extra leg at home. So you can pick away, pick up those away wins that are having uh, good speed going going towards the back end of the year. It certainly does, and they'll have a fair following. They've also got their D grade side as the curtain raiser at one thirty, taking on uh, Lampton New Lampton. So uh, they'll undoubtedly have a cast of thousands, and it's uh, it's not the most welcoming of places on a, on a cold winter's day. Bower Oval, is it? No, I actually drove past there the other day, come through Edgeworth, and it, it looked really hard, that cricket pitch. Uh been pretty dry lately. Uh, that cricket pitch looked very hard. <laughs> yeah, hopefully there's a little bit of rain predicted for Friday. Hopefully it just softens the edges for you, mate. We don't want you getting beaten up too much at your uh, advanced age. <laughs> uh, mate, let, let's have a quick look at the other games, and then I'll let you get back to uh, the parenting duties, mate, uh, looking after the little ones. Uh, the uh, first game in the round is the... Well, they're, they're all three o'clock, these first three. Yours, obviously, we just got through, and we know you're tipping Windale there. Swansea taking on Budgie Boy. And now, while technically looking at the ladder, it's top versus bottom. As we've said, anyone yep. can get anything done. Aberglass and were bottom going into last round. So, uh, and they knocked off Swansea. Swansea, though, they'll be smarting after that one and be certainly keen to uh, bounce back and maintain that lead at the top of the ladder because there's three of them there on eight points and another loss at see them, obviously. Drop down. So, what do you think we'll see here at Parbury Oval on Saturday afternoon? Oh, I, I can see Swansea definitely winning that one. If they throw out the team they rolled against us, they um, will really up for that game against Swansea because we knew they were top of the table and we were coming off the back of a loss. And I think it was 12 all at half time and 18 sort of was only a try in it until the Hooter. So, and it was a really tough physical game of football that one. And if they throw up that against Buggy Boy, I can um, I can see them getting there. Yeah, getting certainly. the win there at home. They've certainly got strong forwards. The two Jones boys that have gone over there from Dudley have really added to that pack. And interestingly enough, these two sides clashed a number of times last year in the C-grade competition. And uh, there's actually a draw when they played at Swansea. So, um, look, there's uh, it's a bit of a rivalry now, obviously, with them being two of the southern sides in this grade and just in the competition in general. So there'll be no love lost, that's for sure. And Budgie Boy will be spoiling for an upset after getting pipped by you guys last week. 
So we'll move on to the yeah. uh, the third game, mate. And this one will, will be an absolute cracker. Newcastle University, we talked about them. They got the win over Dudley. Again, knocking off Dudley for their first loss of the season. They take on probably the form side at the moment of the competition in Shortland at University. Again, talking about rivalries. These two sides, there's no love lost. They're local neighbours and they've often passed each other as one's going up to a higher grade and the other one's going down to a lower grade over the years. So yeah. when they've had opportunity, it's uh, yeah, it'll certainly certainly be a cracker of a game, mate. Yeah, um, a tough place to get a win at the uni. I uh, played them a lot over the years, and uh, they're never the biggest, most physical side, but they're always, you know, they're always fit and they keep coming, and it's just a different sort of ground to play at at the uni. Um, I think it'll be pretty close, but I think, I think uni might get them at home. Yeah, you'd have to think uni be slight favourites at home, but uh, you can't write off Shortland after the form they've been in. And, and I'm really looking forward. I think that the Fords battle here, the likes of you know Jaden Tung, Lucas Gorton, uh, Jeremy Beasley, all playing for Shortland, and, and we've seen University. Some of those boys that have gone across there with the likes of Jared Rodimer have certainly um, given them a more physical edge. That, but they're you know still uh, similar to yourselves. Generally yeah. tend to be a bit more of a mobile pack. So it'll be an interesting uh, battle of the two, I guess, contrasting forward packs there. So. That's the first of the three games. We'll wrap up the round, mate, and, and let you get back to it. The final game of the round, it'll be 4 o'clock at Dudley. Aberglassen, they'll be looking to continue their giant killing run, and they take on Dudley Magpies up there at Dudley Oval. That place is cold at the best of times, but as the sun's setting at the back end of that game, uh, you'll, you'll have ice cubes forming in the palms of your hand if you're uh, there yeah. with it, mate. So I'd much rather be on the hill drinking a few beers to keep warm than probably out there playing at Dudley Oval on Saturday afternoon slash evening. Yeah, mate. Um I think at home, I think Dudley, after getting having the loss last week, they'll be, um, they'll be up for it. They're a tough team to beat at home. Um, yeah, I was a bit surprised that the uni knocked them off at home last week. They might have had a, a few boys hung over from the night before, maybe. I'm not, not sure there, but um, they're definitely hard to beat at home. And, um, I'd, be, I'd be tipping them, mate, this week. Yeah, certainly, certainly a different-looking Dudley side. We talked about the Jones boys who obviously left. A couple of uh, former Dudley boys have also popped up in your neck of the woods, mate. So um, a few different guys there, the likes of Nick Hoare and uh, uh, Trent Spicer as well popping up. But, you know, then a few of the usual suspects as well running around there. So it's interesting to see some of the, the mix they've got there. There's a couple of familiar names that were at Malibula last year as well. So um, a really interesting mix, but they've done well to, I guess, keep their side um, up there in B grade and, and well and truly competing. So... Um, always good for you guys because I know there's uh, there's a couple of those sort of uh, clashes there where there's no love lost with that local rivalry so you, you undoubtedly look forward to your next opportunity to clash with them yeah mate 100% um, we had the wood over them for a long time and I think they've maybe beaten us in the last two or three contests um, there's not a lot of blokes from back in the day that I used to have a rivalry with there's, uh, there's a, lot, a lot of young fellas there now but um, yeah mate it's always it's always good to play against them and uh, do battle. It certainly is, mate. No, undoubtedly, you've got that one marked in, in the calendar. I think it's the end of your current four-game away run. You guys have got a bit of a, a, yeah. a, a trek stretch at the moment, and it's not an easy As we said, there's no easy games, but, you know, obviously if you follow Glendale with Shortland next week, and then, as I said, you finish that four-week run off with, with Dudley. So if you walk out of that with two or three wins, I'm sure KG would be quite happy. Yeah, it is a bit of a rough trial, mate. We just had, well, we've had two away, then one at home, then another four away. So um, I think, that gives us five of seven at home um, on the back end of the season, and I think we'll be we'll be firing them, mate. So uh, that probably works in well for us. So yeah, well certainly, yeah. mate. If, if you could be sitting uh, five and four after nine games, then have a big run home. Uh, I'm sure Coach Cage would uh, be at his chirpy and happy best, mate. 
Yeah, mate, 100%. What, have they worked out what they have in semi this year, mate? Yeah, so we, got, we, got, we, we got that clarified. It is a five-team final series in all four grades, three. which is oh, yeah. obviously for you guys, it's, it's fairly beneficial because it's only an eight-team comp. For some of the others that have got 10 and 11 teams, like the D grade, it'll be a bit more of a challenge, but... Yeah, good traditional five-team final series. Plenty of advantage if you finish, you know, each spot you climb on that ladder, barring sort of finishing fourth and fifth, there's a little bit more of an advantage. So, um, you know, it's a nice traditional one for the traditionalists. There's not much left that's uh, traditional about our game, as we talked about before, with, you know, speeding up the game and no timeout and all these other different things. So I understand, yeah, as I said, five-team finals. I believe for semifinals it'll only be timeout in the second half. Um, yep. is what we've been told. I'm not sure what it'll mean for grand finals, whether that'll be the same, but at least there will be some time out there which will uh, uh, create some uh, a little bit less consternation so long as we don't have a repeat of the last couple of years C-grade grand finals where they've gone for about 140 minutes. So, <laughs> But anyway, yeah. mate, but, but thank you very much for your time, mate. Good luck this weekend against Glendale. Hopefully you can get a, a big crowd out there. It's great to see this year, especially you know, not too much travel for you guys in your grade. So there's plenty of local derbies and undoubtedly plenty of the Windale faithful get over there. And as we said, Glendale will undoubtedly have a healthy following too. So it'll be a cracker. But um, yeah, again, thanks, mate. We'll definitely catch up later in the year. And as I said, if we can get down there once uh, once Heathy's back on two legs and uh, get him with a microphone to chase a few boys around, it might be some good content to uh, stir up a few of the boys, especially the, uh, the big-nosed uh, bloke that's ma- masquerading as a front rower. <laughs> He's actually been... Um He's actually been playing five eight the last two weeks, so uh, oh, he'll old, be um, the, old, the old KG, you know, naming people in different numbers, mate. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be he'll be happy to get back into the forward pack this week, mate. He's been itching to get back in there, so uh, yeah, see how he goes. All right, lovely, mate. Well, I'll let you get back to it. Thank you very much for some time on the show. Always good to have you on, mate. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Right, mate. Uh, yeah, been good chatting. I'll talk then. Big thanks to both our guests from this week. Of course, Liam Higgins, the uh, hooker from the Macquarie Scorpions, and Matt Garrick, the uh, halfback come utility for the Windale Eagles. Both uh, some really good insight into their relevant competitions. Uh, We're certainly looking to get some more guests on the show, so if you are involved with one of our clubs, whether it be at a President's Cup or grade level, or even uh, one of the Newcastle Hunter Community Rugby League clubs, we'd certainly love to have you on the show uh, we'll be looking at the D grade and the Northern Conferences next week. So if there's anyone involved in those competitions and wants to get get involved, then certainly reach out and shoot the show a message. It'd be great to have you on board in the coming weeks. Uh, a big thanks to you for tuning in. Make sure, if you haven't already, to jump onto our social media channels and give us a like or a follow. That's Facebook, uh, Leadcastle AUS, Leadcastle AU on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, make sure you get out and enjoy your local rugby league this weekend. Uh, it's a beautiful forecast for footy this weekend uh, mid mid to low 20s and cool weather so uh, with the sun out so it'll be an absolute cracker plenty of games to choose from and plenty of uh, absolute uh, crackers that'll be on um, and of course make sure to keep voting in our league castle people's club of the region competitions we've got our first semi-finalist with um, singleton being pipped by stroud raiders in an absolute cracker in the first uh, quarterfinal, we've also got our second quarterfinal up at the moment, Cessnock versus Woi Woi, and we'll have the others to come in the coming week. So get voting there uh, and make sure to get your club through to the next round. A big thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you with your local footy wrap next week. We go to King. King will barge over. Will he get it down? Yes, he does. There's the premiership. Wilson. 
Runs to the line, he's got Buxton with him. It's been put on the toe. It's gonna be to try. Joy Jobson's got the try. Window get their second. You're listening to Lee Carson, Newcastle Hunters, home rugby league.